Hello, hello. Um, thank you for being here. Um, so how many of you saw Claire's talk yesterday? Oh yeah, good amount. So something that Claire said yesterday that I, uh, that really struck a chord with me was um, this idea that she thought, you know, the web was once a place where uh, she felt like it was her country. And now she feels like that, that no longer, she no longer recognizes the web as her own country. And that actually kind of gets at the heart of, of what I want to talk about today. And uh, using this spatial metaphor is also, uh, it, it's appropriate for what I, for what I want to say. Um, so uh, my talk is called Notes on Patterns. Um, and specifically, I want to sort of talk about the patterns uh, that make up the sort of good qualities of social network, um, of social networking. So, you know, it's it, like Severine said, it's it's really easy to uh, to think about like what are all the the sort of bad things about social media, and and there's a lot of ways we can critique it. But if we want to move forward, if we want to build new platforms, if we want to improve in existing platforms, we have to sort of recognize the things also that are working. Um, so, uh, what I'm going to do is uh, show you some examples of patterns that you can think about in the platforms that you use and uh, start to kind of recognize like uh, how we can develop a language for uh, describing what is working and what isn't. And I'm going to use Arena as an example because that's the, the platform that I know the best. Um, so, but spoiler alert, if you get anything out of this, it's just you know, think about what is working in the platforms that you use. Um, so, yeah, I'm going to start with what Arena is, uh, which after seven years of building it is still somehow a challenge for me. Uh, and then I'm going to talk about some of the patterns that we've noticed that have helped uh, build a relatively healthy community online. Uh, and before I sort of get into it, I want to add a disclaimer that uh, Arena is pretty small in size and population size compared to most of what we think of as uh, social platforms. So there's about 100,000 accounts, which, you know, sounds like a lot when you think about that many people, but relative to other platforms, it's, it's kind of nothing. Um, okay, so um, our, this is our official tagline. Uh, a platform for connecting ideas and building knowledge. And uh, in, my, in my slide notes here, it says pause for dramatic effect. <laughs> so, yeah. All right. So, uh, okay. So what we're interested in is that uh, in 2019, the sort of big problem is not really access to information. It's how do we make meaning uh, from information? How do we take all this stuff uh, that we can, that we're sort of in, inundated with on a daily basis and make it personal and make it new uh, and use that stuff to sort of build new ideas and new knowledge? Uh, that is a very abstract way of describing it. Um, so if, uh, you know, I were in the real world, which, you know, this is completely not the real world, um, if I was at like a dinner party with my parents' friends or something, I would probably just say something like, oh, it's like Pinterest, but it's nerdier or something like that. Um, so what it looks like is this. Um, you, you, you have channels, which are essentially collections of things, and then you have blocks, uh, which are the things inside them. So blocks could be images or texts or links or files, um, sort of any information you can throw onto Arena. And this example here is 
uh, you can kind of see at the top, the title is Arena Influences, so it's sort of a, a meta example. This is a, a channel that we use when we find things uh, in the world or online that sort of um, strike a chord with us to uh, like get at the heart of, of why we're, we're building Arena. So when we find something, we throw it in here, and over time, this sort of develops you know, it has one meaning, and then when you add more things, it has a different meaning, and that perspective sort of changes as more things are added to it. Um, yeah, so the two definitions, channels are approximately equal to a folder, and a block is approximately equal to a file. Uh, channels can be either public or private, uh, meaning pub public meaning that anyone can look at it, uh, private meaning that only you and people you deem as collaborators can look at it. And then channels can also be open, so like more like a wiki style, anyone with uh, an Arena account can add to them. And this is basically the structure of Arena, um, but people use it for a lot of different things. So some people use it to take notes uh, on books that they're reading. This is a, someone is taking notes on a book called Beyond the Corporate University, you know heady stuff. Um, someone is, you know, some people use it to save PDFs and articles for things that they're researching. Uh, some people use it to make playlists of YouTube videos, like the golden ages of music production. Uh, people use it to keep track of visual trends. This is a channel called Eggs and Art and Design. Uh, and so, yeah, you basically, you, you uh, hopefully you get the rough idea. Um, it's basically just a place to put all the stuff that you're interested interested in or thinking about, uh, and doing it in a way that could be public or private. Um, and shout out to Darius here. That's his uh, website on the bottom left corner there. Okay, so um, now I'd like to talk about some patterns, uh, specifically in the the sense of a pattern language. So who here has heard of this book? Oh, cool. Okay, so for those who haven't, uh, this is like a deep wormhole, and uh, uh, it, like I'm excited for you in the future. Um, so I highly recommend looking into this. Um, it's a book that was written by architects, uh, physical architects. Um, it was written in 1977, and uh, the people who wrote this had the observation that some of the most wonderful places in the world were not actually built by architects, they were built by humans. And um, Christopher Alexander and his co-authors were really interested in what uh, human-oriented spaces would have on, quote, community. Uh, so they collected, collected these patterns that they observed of spaces and places um, that you know, felt good or healthy or conducive to people coming together. Um, so for example, this is like the, the uh, all the chapters are broken up into these patterns, and uh, chapter 61 is a pattern called Small Public Squares. I'll just read the beginning. So, a town needs public squares. They are the largest, most public rooms that the town has. But when they are too large, they look and feel deserted. Therefore, make a public square much smaller than you would at first imagine, usually no more than 45 to 60 feet across, never more than 70 feet across. This applies only to the width in its short direction. In the long direction, it can certainly be larger. This will all be on a test. Um, it's sort of prescriptive, but you kind of get the idea that um, being in small public squares is like, uh, you know, it feels good. 
And the cool thing about this approach is it's, it's very human-oriented. Um, and the other thing about this is, um, well, what I would like to do with this sort of analogy is apply it to online spaces. And I think that using spatial metaphors to sort of describe or diagnose online spaces is actually really useful. Um, if you think of maybe your most favorite social network or your least favorite social network, and then try and imagine what it would look like as a physical space, it's really easy to imagine if it's like a place that you would want to go every day or not. Um, it's tempting to like give you an example, but I'm, I'm not going to. Um, so yeah, so I would, I would like to apply this, this model or this way of thinking to what we're interested in today, which is the future of social platforms. So I want us to think about the good experiences that we've had online, the nice interactions, the things that we've learned, and then think about the structures or the attributes of those platforms that have uh, helped those things uh, take place. So I'll give you some examples. Um, is the platform oriented towards uh, active use or passive use? And things like active use is things like writing or um, you know, doing something that takes brain power. Uh, passive is like uh, clicking a like button or something. Uh, does the platform have a focus or purpose? Is it oriented towards a specific goal or is it just about communicating? Um, is it oriented towards introverts or extroverts? Um, this is one that I like to think about as a self-proclaimed introvert. Um, a good way to test for this kind of thing is, uh, does the platform have a meaningful way to be uh, alone on it? Uh, is it open-ended or restrictive? So like uh, Twitter, for example, a lot of the uh, like at and hashtags all came from uh, users of Twitter actually created all of those things and it's very open-ended. And then there's things like Facebook, which is more restrictive and prescriptive about how you interact. Um, what's the scale? What's the population di diversity? Um, do people have a sense of ownership of the platform? Is there a way to meaningfully steer uh, the direction, or is it just uh, limited towards uh, interacting with uh, other users, and so on. Uh, so I could actually talk about this all day long, uh, but for the purposes of this, I'm just going to focus on two of these things, uh, and use Arena as an example, uh, and tell you how we think about this in terms of Arena. Um, so. Uh, on Arena, with regards to something like active versus passive, uh, the whole idea of Arena is that you, you know, it's a tool for taking information and making it your own. So um, it should also work, by the way, uh, without any community involvement. So you should be able to use it in single player mode. Um, so then it, that sort of logically follows that the onus is on the person uh, to sort of do the work on the product to get the most out of it. Um, and, and putting that in other words, uh, the more active you are on Arena, the, the more you get out of it. Um, so as an example, uh, on Arena, there's no such thing as, as a like. Uh, instead, we have something called a connection. So if you see something on Arena that you're interested in, uh, it's not enough to just click like a star. Uh, you actually have to add it to another channel and think about where that thing also belongs. Uh, so in this screenshot, this is a, a work by Lawrence Wiener. Uh, it was originally added to our Arena Influences channel. 
Uh, you can kind of see the list of connections on the right, an abbreviated list of connections on the right, and then I'm like adding another connection uh, to it. Um, and so the things that are, the, the content that's on Arena gets imbued with additional perspectives as more people come across it. And, uh, you know, the cool thing about that is that you save things in public and now they have a life of their own. Uh, they sort of get added to, added to over time. Um, and then I would also add that this is a much harder action to take. It takes a bit of a cognitive load. Uh, to think about where something belongs, um, and that is actually totally by design. So the result of that is is something like this. So um, this is a visualization that a person uh, named Sam Hart did using our API to make these little neighborhood maps, uh, starting from uh, an initial channel and working the way out. Um, and the interesting thing about this map is all of this stuff is done by uh, totally unrelated other people who aren't like acting in a, in a coordinated effort at all. But um, you can't really, you probably can't read the text, but it's, it's extremely coherent. So in the middle there, there's a, a channel called State of the Web, uh, and branching out for, from it on the left, there's a channel called Slow Web. Uh, on the top, there's a channel called Printed Web, shout out Paul. Um, on the right top, there is a channel that I just noticed this morning called Dad Bod Web Design. Uh, on the right, there's a channel about like learning how to code um, and so on. So these are all people who are sort of acting independently but have uh, come together to make this sort of very coherent network of information. Uh, and that's what that little bit of cognitive load uh, does. Um, but it also sort of gives the the power to the people, <laughs> I can't believe I just said that. Uh, <laughs> that's totally not on my notes. Um, uh <laughs> well, it, it, it gives a sense of ownership to the people because any individual person can sort of shape uh, the content that they, that they see on Arena, uh, which, uh, surprise, surprise, leads me uh, perfectly to my next slide, uh, which is a sense of ownership. So. Uh, on Arena, there's actually uh, a lot of different ways that we try and let people steer the direction of the platform. Uh, one of them, uh, well, for one, our, most of our platform is open source. Uh, we have uh, some people who use Arena who are also owners of the platform. But one, the one that I want to highlight is through these very public open channels where we uh, solicit feedback and feature requests from people. Um, and I have other, we have other channels, like I have this channel called How Do You Describe Arena at a Party, which is you know, somewhat useful for situations like this right here. Um, and other people also make their own kind of meta arena channels where they you know, ask other people how, th how they, uh, what kind of workflows they have. Um, but the coolest one, I think, or the one that I wanted to highlight um, is this feedback that we got uh, a little over a year ago where someone requested that we remove follower accounts on profiles. And the cool thing here is that uh, you can see on the right all of these are comments. Uh, it was kind of, it might be one of the most commented on blocks in, in, in Arena, and it's everyone uh, in favor of removing follower accounts. So everyone was totally aligned on this. Uh, and we were actually, you know, thinking about this already, but um, 
this kind of thing made it very easy to like reprioritize what we were doing and, and take it away. Um, so that's about all I have time for, but so the, the sort of conclusions that I wanna just wrap up. Um, what we've learned is that it's, it's better to orient towards uh, active use rather than passive use. And uh, platforms are also better when uh, the people who use it can sort of steer the ship. Um, but I encourage you to think about uh, the platforms that you use in these terms. So how can we break down parts of this? Uh, how can we think about applying these to other platforms? Or how can we take those attributes and sort of lean into them more and, and make them better? Uh, and if you have ideas for this stuff, this is my email. Please feel free. Thank you.